Hello and welcome, my name is Rob Wong and this is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create sexy connection while keeping it authentic. Welcome to Dating Smash, honest attraction for clever humans! Hello and welcome back, we are going to shit on some dreams today. Our conversation is the point of dating isn't to be happy, it is not. Um, so, <laughs> consider that we've been going about dating in a way that just doesn't serve us, right? I mean, I'm like you, I, I bought into the fairy tale that, hey, uh, if I start dating, I'm going to be looking for someone that makes me feel happy all the goddamn time. And for most of my life, I've treated my, my relationships, uh, my dating life, as my access to happiness. And I mean, why, why wouldn't you, right? When, when we first start dating, we get access to all that dopamine um, and I think serotonin too, uh, which causes us to hyper-focus on one person and feel like we're on literal drugs when we're around them. It is very, very addictive, very, very fun when you're in the process, and very, very not fun uh, when that love isn't returned. Now, uh, so I think it's pretty natural to get to a point where relationships feel like uh, they should be the root of all our happiness, because look at how much they can do for our state of mind. And uh, I am... I know that this is pretty normal, I mean, but while I think this is nice, I think that it's icing on the cake, right? It's not the point of relationships, and uh, I will explain why. Mostly, like a big chunk of this, I think, is because happiness, I think, naturally arises from a healthy relationship, but you can't get to a healthy relationship until you go past the breaking point period. That is when the relationship pushes past the event horizon of whenever your happy chemicals start to expire. Um, now, most people know that as the, uh, why can't I think of this word right now? It's the honeymoon period, <laughs> right? Um, and once we make it past the honeymoon period, all of the chemical assistance, the, the training wheels, if you will, that we've been getting from our brain are suddenly shut off. Um, and there's a lot of speculation as to why that happens. One theory that's tossed around in the psychological communities is that if you haven't had a baby by that point, um, your brain is like, uh, we're not compatible mates. Maybe it's time to uh, find someone else where we can uh, get pregnant and move on. So it's like your body is doing everything it can to create a rift. Um, so that the relationship doesn't continue so that you can go out and have some kids and get that rush of bonding chemicals to your brain um so now that you know that your brain's out to get you let's continue on with this talk <laughs> all right so the other way of looking at relationships that isn't so fatalistic is that relationships aren't about being happy relationships are the proving grounds where we learn to be happy in every context, right? We're, we're either gonna learn it or crash and burn again and again and again until we do. Now, I don't see that to be mean, but like this is something literally all of us do, right? If you look back at how your previous relationships ended, there's almost certainly a pattern, right? Maybe you were always the one who broke things off when things got serious. Maybe all of your boyfriends started to pull away after two years. Every single one of them. Maybe every single person you dated, every single relationship that you were in, ended with a giant, catastrophic, world-ending fight. 
right? Maybe you got to a point where the fights just wouldn't stop. And that repeats in your relationships. And you can see it happening, right? Maybe it feels like you're always dating the same person over and over again. No matter how much you try to date a different kind of person, you always get stuck with the same person. Just, they look slightly different, right? But you're dealing with the same core issues again. So whatever that pattern is, consider that that's what the universe wants you to learn. Ooh. <laughs> now, it's gonna keep giving you relationships with people, romantic or not, that exhibit the same kinds of conflict until you learn. So for a while now, the universe has been throwing people my way that are telling me that as I can sometimes occur as being fake. And while that is really, really triggering uh, and really, really irritating on my end, it also means that I have to acknowledge that there's something about the way that I'm presenting myself that occurs as being disingenuous to people, right? Uh, maybe it's the announcer voice, maybe it's the fact that I try to be very positive when I'm dealing with people, but something about the way that I am existing is causing that. And consider that the same thing happens in relationships, except it's like times 10, because we're in close proximity with this person who sees everything that we do. Everything! Right? And they've got their own traumas too, so while we are in the middle of this relationship, we're also kind of just pushing each other's buttons, right? This is where we stand to grow the most. This is where we stand to change the way that we view the world the most so that we're happy all the time. Because if we don't, we're just going to suffer and suffer and suffer. Consider how motivated you are when you're fighting in your relationship to find a solution to the problem. So relationships then just, there aren't just fun, sexy, romantic couplings. They're a microcosm of our world, right? And I'll say that in a less pretentious way, but what happens in relationships happens to us every day, right? Every day. It's just that most of the time we don't notice it. But like consider that the way that I approach really attractive women, or perhaps the way that someone approaches really attractive men, is the way that they approach all people who are intimidating to them, right? Whether that they lose the ability to speak properly and their sentences stop forming, whether they are overly accommodating and try to nice the person to death, whether they try to play mind games and come off as quote unquote more attractive than they think they actually are. We all have patterns with other people that repeat when we're presented with similar cues. So the way that I handle conflict with my girlfriend shows up in the way that I handle conflict with people on the road, right, when I'm driving, strangers who are rude to me, or strangers that I perceive as being rude to me, and of course, how I handle conflict with my parents, right? It's turtles all the way down. It doesn't matter how you slice it. The way that you show up in your relationship is representative of how you show up everywhere else in your life. So an additional example here, the way, the way that I stop myself from clearly asking for what I want, what I really want in my relationship, whether it's sex, flowers, more romance, instead of just kind of hinting that they should do something or dropping a sarcastic remark every now and again, clearly asking for what I want, right? How I proceed about that, that will show up at my workplace too, 
right? When I'm asking for a raise or I'm asking a coworker to help me out or do me a favor, when I'm asking my friends to drive me to the airport, it's a pattern. And I promise you one thing, everything that happens in your relationship is happening behind the scenes or not so behind the scenes in your day-to-day -day life. Now, I might be making this part up, right? It's, it's this, this is my reality, but I believe that we've all got our shackles to break. The million little chains that hold us back from doing everything that we want in life. And we've all got a list, right? Every single one of us has a list of things that we want to accomplish. And some of them are quite accessible. Some of them you could do like this afternoon, this evening, this morning, but something holds us back. And that something is what we're looking to break. That something is something that you can solve in your relationships. Your relationship is your access to freedom. The happiness that we want in our relationships, it's like coffee grinds, right? They're the natural byproduct of what we're supposed to be doing. You will be happy once you get to the end of the road here, but in the meantime, let's deal with the coffee, right? But understand that when we enter a relationship wanting this other person to be our ticket to happiness until we die, that's crazy, right? That, that's just, that's insane, right? What, where did this idea even come from? And I want to be clear, I fall into this trap all the time, and it makes me so miserable, right? When, when I do this to myself, in a lot of ways, I'm putting a limiter on myself. I'm saying that I can't be completely happy unless someone comes along and rescues me from my pit of misery because why am I why am I waiting for a relationship otherwise if I can just solve my own problems now I'm guessing that it's probably a little bit less dramatic in your book like like maybe it just sounds like I just really want a boyfriend maybe it sounds like I just want someone who makes me happy but at the end of the day who we are with does not control our experience of reality we do. We control almost every aspect of that, right? That's why one person can look at the rain and be delighted with what's happening and another person can look at it and it'll ruin their day. They won't want to go out of the house. If you look at your partner, the same thing happens, right? They don't really have a strong determining factor in how you feel. You decide that. They might be able to lift your mood if they're really good. If they're really good at dealing with people, they might be able to lift your mood some of the time. But if you think about the last time that you were in a bad mood and utterly determined, completely determined to be angry or pissed off at the world, was there anyone on heaven or earth who could stop you from that choice? Nah, you're like an oyster on a rock. You're just wedged in there, right? Like you don't want anyone to move you from that situation. And fuck them if they try. There's no getting you out of that position until you're good and ready to get out of that position. All of which which points to the fact that we control our experiences almost 100% of the time. Right? The fact is, if, uh, if you were angry about something, if you were that angry about something, you probably seethed until the emotions ran their course. Or maybe, maybe, you're still angry about it to this day, right? And just the mere mention of that person, that incident, that location, thinking about it in your head gives you flashbacks and now you're just as mad, if not even more mad, than when it actually happened. All of this points to one simple truth. We are who we decide to be.
and our relationships are more likely to bring us consistent conflict than consistent happiness, especially when the honeymoon period ends. But it's about how we learn and grow from that conflict that makes all of the difference. So the next time you're out dating, don't just get someone who makes you happy. Get someone who can fight well. And if you're interested in getting some coaching in this area, if you are suffering from a relationship where you just can't stop seeming to get into conflict day after day after day, and you're just tired of pulling out your own hair, we are offering coaching. <laughs> you can find us at datingsmash.com. You can apply for a spot in the program. Get that handled. That's all the time that we have for today, folks. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of Dating Smash.